0: Welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining us is the author behind the Ray's Rambling Blog, the man behind the Janesville Community Center, the one, the only, Ray Jewel. <laughs> Ray, welcome back.
1: Thanks, Kevin. I... Uh... I try to do too many things. Ugh. I think, but um, yeah. well,
0: and now the latest employee at Rock County Christian School as well.
1: Excited so about that. Yeah. Not only are
0: you co-host, but you're a co-worker. Yeah. And although so you've been a are, co-laborer, for are, you, are you
1: are you going to treat me better now because I'm a co-worker?
0: No, because I have seniority over you, <laughs> you and do. I plan to. You have lord years, that over you. Years
1: of seniority <laughs> over me. Well, let's remember the mercy aspect.
0: Yeah, so, and that's what we're talking about. Today is mercy. We're continuing our series. Good segue, Uh, Yes. (laughs) I thought you were going to say something about you have much more seniority when it comes to years of life, but that's another story. (laughs) And I I can prove that. So we're talking about mercy. We're continuing our series on the attributes of God, and this is episode 14 of that series, and we're talking about the mercy of God. We're basing this off of or loosely following A.W. Pink's book, The Attributes of God, at least we're following that the order he puts in his book. And so now we come to mercy. So, Ray, how do you define what mercy is?
1: Well, I think the easiest way, the simplest way to do that is to compare it with God's grace. Right. Grace is getting something that we do not deserve. Mercy is not getting something right. that we do deserve.
0: Yeah, not getting what, we, what you deserve or a deliverance from judgment is how Pink puts it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but both of those, uh, I think, accurately sum up what, what mercy is. We all deserve death. We all deserve hell. Right. Yet God in his richness and his love and his mercy mm-hmm. extends us uh, the gift of salvation. Now, Pink brings up, and I know that you have studied this backwards and forwards. Oh, of course. And that you've pretty much memorized this. So I don't have to tell you, but Pink actually distinguishes between three types of mercy: a general mercy. Uh, I'll, I'll quote him here, which is extended to extended not only to all men, believers and unbelievers alike, but to also to the entire creation. Uh, Psalm one forty-five nine: His tender mercies are over all His works. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so a general mercy over the earth in general, and I think in Romans eight, uh, Paul alludes to the entire creation groaning with anticipation. Right. Um, so there is some sort of grace over everything that God has created mm-hmm. or a mercy in the sense that we haven't burnt up completely yet. Right. And then he sings a special mercy or, or some have called a common grace that God gives a, a specific mercy that God gives to all people, uh, whether saved or unsaved, whatever the rain falls and the just and the unjust.
1: Well, and God's, uh... Patience is a part of that mercy. Right. The, the fact that he wants everybody to come to repentance, that's why he mercifully allows the life to continue.
0: Right. I mean, every breath we breathe is a gift of God's mercy. Yes. Because, again, we deserve death and hell. We are sinners from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And so every breath that we take... Is a gift of God. He hasn't the fact that he hasn't punished our sin as he could. Is a gift that mm-hmm. we ought to be thankful for. Right, and so we have general mercy, special mercy, and then he refers to uh, a sovereign mercy, a mercy that's given only to uh, believers, only to his children.
1: Yeah, that I see that in the in the way that you know uh, we. Are, because we have believed in him, we are given that, uh, that mercy that includes, I think, if you're looking at the final judgment, it includes, uh, because we're covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, bypassing the, the great white throne. Situation. We will not have to give an account because Jesus has already taken care of that for us on the cross. So we give an account with our lives by remaining faithful unto death. And then the, you know, so the great white throne stuff in the latter part of Revelation 20 is talking more about those who have never gone there. Their deeds will be exposed they will be judged according to their deeds on the other hand those who are a part of of, um, life in Christ and have lived faithfully that's the point of the first part of chapter 20 in Revelation you know that uh, those who are willing to give their lives for Christ The word is martyr, but at that time it didn't mean what it means today. It simply meant witness, a faithful witness. Not necessarily someone who actually died, though that did happen for their faith, but those who would be willing to die for their faith. And that's a huge part of my understanding of God's mercy. It extends even into eternity for those who have followed him.
0: Well, and that idea... Psalm 136, 1, Give thanks to the Lord, for the Lord is good. His steadfast love, or mercy, endures forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that, that's the constant refrain of Psalm 136. His mercy, or his steadfast love, endures forever, endures forever, endures forever. Which is something that the, we can't say of the unsaved, right. or even of the works of creation.
1: Right I mean, yeah, I, I think that that Pink is on to something with that uh, the three part distinction, as we've just talked about yeah. it because you know there you know God cares about his creation right um, and then there's that special caring for humans because we were made in his image right. and then but then there's the the next rung of that that specifically is for those who do accept him yeah. And I think that that's uh, that's a crucial way to understand that because that's the way the Bible yeah. talks about it throughout Scripture. It's not just something that you find in a passage or two. It's basically part right. of the the fiber of the whole message that weaves in and out of uh, you know the thousand or so years of the Old Testament and the hundred or so years yeah. of the New Testament. I think
0: even going back to creation. Oh yeah. Um, Genesis three. Well, Genesis two. Adam is told, the day you eat of that fruit, you will die. Mm-hmm. But we don't see that. Mm-hmm. We don't see a physical death in Genesis 3, at least not a human physical death. Right. And I think that's a gift of God's mercy, mm-hmm. that He they deserve to die, but he didn't. He didn't kill them, mm-hmm. um, as he could have, maybe as he should have, but certainly didn't, I, th- I believe, out of out of mercy.
1: Well, I mean, when we talk about God should have that kind of talk brings up the fact that god is also the judge and he has that that right as the judge to to condemn and to kill yeah and you know he's god we're not god i mean people have a hard time uh some people that i know that are good friends of mine have a hard time with God being a pro-life God because of all the people that were killed because of God's command, but God is God, right? He does. I mean, he does. He doesn't have to answer to us, right? In fact, that isn't that the part, the point of Job? Yeah. You know who? Where were you when I created the world? Where yeah. were you when all this happened? I mean, you know, let's keep this in perspective here.
0: Well, even Romans nine, mm-hmm. um, it's none of him that wills him that run, but God that showeth mercy I'll have mercy on him, uh, whom I'll have mercy and yeah. I'll have uh, yeah I should probably just turn there because I'm, I'm butchering the verse um, <laughs> that happened the last time we recorded stuff too I don't know what it is I think you just bring out the worst in me
1: you were doing that before to, I got that's involved true, but I just want to blame you for something <laughs> I know <laughs>
0: uh, Romans uh, 9 and um, we'll begin verse 14 what shall we say then is there injustice on God's part by no means for he says to Moses I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion so that it depends not on human will or exertion but on God who has mercy. Mm-hmm. So it is God as the judge mm-hmm. who gets to decide these things and we as human beings we the the clay he the potter uh, he has the right to do what he will do and the very fact that he allows us to live mm-hmm. is a sign of his mercy
1: well and even one of the parables of jesus the the uh, owner comes and hires people to go out into the fields yeah and then he comes back and what way you just sitting around here go and work in my fields and then oh the 11th hour go and work in my fields when it came time to pay people he gave everybody the same amount
0: yeah so god's and, a socialist
1: well, whatever. But the, the thing is, I mean, God can be whatever he wants to be. But right. uh, the thing is about that passage, one of the, the first guys complained, and he said, you know, you agreed to this amount. This is my money. I can do with my money what yeah. I want to do with my money. And that's exactly the picture that I see here. You know, God is God. If we don't bow trembling at his feet yeah. over that, one of the best uh, illustrations, I think, of how we are to revere God is in uh, C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Mm. When the children, minus Edmund, who had, became the betrayer, uh, when they first met Aslan, Mr. Beaver told them, you know, you fear him because he is the king of the, of the forest, but it's an awe thing. It's mm. not, you know... It, you have to have the right attitude when you come right. to God. So many people today are trying to tell God what he can or cannot yeah. do. And even even you and I probably at times think right, that. Right. You know? But when we get to the place in our lives that we understand that he's the one that's in charge, that we are subservient to him, that he gives us freedom to choose to follow him or reject him. But you know if we choose to obey him, then we need to be all in with that. Right. And Granted, we're not because we're still human beings. We have fallen. We are sinful. But I've discovered, especially with my work with the community center, the days that I don't plan anything tend to be the days that something happens. Yeah. Um, it's out of my hands. Right. You know, and God. Is, I, I have never had a sense of calling for anything in my life as I have for this position. Now, we're not overtly Christian, but right. you know, I am. I mean, I I will share Christ if I have the opportunity, but to do what we're wanting to do to serve all of God's crea- you know, creation, human humanity, uh, we have to be... Well, come alongside of and allow the influence of Christ living in us to take over. Right, I'm going to rein you in a little bit
0: here. Here we go again. <laughs> right, let's get back to our subject of, of right. mercy because you hit on something really good. I mean, we have to revere God. And in doing so, like Isaiah in Isaiah 6, when we see the throne of God and His holiness, mm-hmm. we look at our own lives and see our own sinfulness. And it's in that time. But we can depend upon God's mercy. Hebrews 4.16 is one of my favorite passages. Let us us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. We picture a throne. Mm -hmm. We're picturing a king, someone who has authority over us, Mm -hmm. and we can come to him with confidence, which is a remarkable thing in and of itself, or I think the King James says boldness. Mm -hmm. Well, you can't just barge into a king's throne room you could be beheaded for that. Right. But our God is a God of grace and he says, why can we do that that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We can go, we can approach the throne of God as sinful people
1: to receive mercy. It's through the 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 power, the blood, the the sacrifice, the death, burial death and resurrection ascension of jesus christ right. that we have that privilege right you know i can't waltz in there on my own you're right no the king's off with your head yeah easily and that's what a lot of people who don't believe in god that's their view of god is he's an angry god or he's a vengeful god or why does god you know which is always interesting to me why an atheist would blame god for anything Yeah, blame
0: someone who doesn't exist
1: Exactly, but the the thing is because of who Jesus is we have access to God and that's a huge part of his mercy Which
0: is a huge part of the Christian life is to know that uh, I am a sinner Mm -hmm. but in my sin I can approach God Um, Psalm 51, David is lamenting his sin and he begs God for mercy and he can go to God knowing that God is a merciful God that's the thing. I, I, what you talked about atheism. I, I wish that unbelievers knew about us. Sometimes the knock on Christians is that we just think that we're better than other people and we're morally superior. Gr- but the problem is it's the exact opposite. Yes, we um, we probably
1: uh, think less of ourselves yeah, than other people. And because do. we
0: know our sin. In fact, yeah. there are. You and I were talking about this earlier. There are there are atheists who are smarter than us. Oh, there are atheists who are maybe even morally. Uh, superior to us because mm-hmm. well, we don't claim to be perfect we don't claim to know it all that's why i need the mercy of god because i am a sinful wretched person inside mm-hmm. and out and that's why i need jesus not because i'm better but because i'm worse
1: right and the to go back to the psalm 51 passage david went a year with unconfessed sin yeah, a year. I mean, because it was after the the baby died, right. and Nathan comes to him and confronts him yeah. with, you know, you're the man. You, and, you know, he was he was angry. Right. David was angry at somebody for doing such a thing in Israel. And the the classic line is Nathan said, "You're the man. You're right. the one that but just
0: did back this. up." So Nathan gives an illustration, yeah. about a man stealing someone, a rich person stealing a poor person's sheep. Right. and David's outraged how could you do that well David that's what you did Yeah, this and, is about you
1: and and then his beautiful beautiful psalm of repentance right. flows out of that experience for yeah. him and you know when I feel clean the most clean is when I admit my sin Right. when I confess it uh, whether it's to my wife or to you or to another person. And that's one of the issues that, that the Christian church in America, I can't speak for churches around the world, it may be there too, is we don't, we don't have that connectedness with each other to do what the Bible tells us to do, to confess our sins one to another, yeah. to pray for each other, to care enough about each other that we confront in those situations. You know, I mean, God will convict us, but often he will use a fellow believer to do the convicting, right. as right. in Nathan and David, as in Paul rebuking Peter, right. uh, you know, as in other examples that, that we could cite in scripture. And but, my
0: job, my job is when you come to me, there's a reason why you can come to me and say, listen, I screwed up in this area. I've sinned in this area. Because I hope you trust me enough to, not to, to think I'm just, well, I can't believe you do that. Get out of my life. Right. You're a horrible person. I can't. My job is to point you back to Jesus and say, hey, listen, God is merciful and he can forgive this. And you've made that first step of admitting that sin without that admission, none of this is going to be possible. But now that you've entered into repentance, well Luke 15, there's joy in heaven Mm -hmm. over the repentance of one sinner. And I can point you to the mercy of God and say, because God is merciful, Mm -hmm. you're still my brother. And there can be restoration Mm -hmm. um, that's all made possible because of God's mercy. But if we're not recognizing our own sin and again, it oftentimes comes through, uh, you know, we, we tend to overlook our own sin.
1: Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the whole point of Jesus' uh, analogy that he uses in uh, the Sermon on the Mount. You know, take the plank out of your own eye before you try to take the speck out of your brother's eye. He's basically saying, you're a sinner. Yeah. And you better admit that. You better own up to that before you think you can help somebody else. If we think we become like, going back to Luke 15, the older brother. Yeah i'm not gonna come and party with this younger brother i was faithful to you i did everything you wanted and now you want me to come in and party because this younger brother of mine screwed up and he's back right that's the that's the pharisaical attitude that a lot of christians have today yeah we're not going to associate with the bad people well look at your own sin you're a bad person <laughs> what yeah well you are too right and we agree on something yeah <laughs> but the thing is the the sins that are in the church are acceptable sins like gossip like um gluttony yeah you know you've been to enough church potlucks to know yeah. i mean christians are terrible about treating the the body that they have that is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, my wife really gets off on that discussion, but you know, just the way we eat is—it's uh, acceptable. That's my point. Is yeah. you know, we have things that happen inside the church that no wonder the the world looks at us and say you're hypocrites. Right. I admit it. You know, somebody is well, church here. Well, I am, but so are you.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> let's so. Let's admit that yeah. and go to the merciful God that we know is there. Right. And mercy means nothing if we don't need it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mercy
0: means nothing unless we admit our own sin and, and, and search our hearts, as David said. Um, you know, the, the Matthew passage uh, you referenced about taking the, uh, the plank out of your own eye is not to say, hey, never talk to anybody about someone else's sin. The emphasis there is get that plank out of your eye so that you can look at the right. out of someone else's eye. Exactly. Um,
1: so you can you can speak into their situation right. in humility, in sharing. You know, I mean, we often have similar sense. Yeah. You know, so we could even si- uh, saddle up side up with the person that we want to talk to and say, "Hey, I've been where you're at." Yeah exactly and we can use that as a way to broach the topic without it becoming kind of i can
0: see the speck in your eye because i used to have a plank in mind let me tell you how i got rid of this and i can
1: and that's where leadership and discipleship needs to go right you know instead of just getting together a couple hours on sunday and one hour during the week for quote-unquote bible study it needs to be more of sharing of life Not that we're going to become uh, part of a commune, though there are some people that have done that, but where we're actually uh, intimately involved in each other's lives. I think that you and I have been able to develop that kind of relationship. It has to be intentional. Now, some people would say we we also need to take that out and duplicate it and in that way we fulfill the great commission of making disciples. See, the Christian church, again, in America, it's the only context I know, has somewhere along the line lost that concept of making disciples and were, were concerned about making conversions. Well, let's bring
0: you back in. Okay. Again, I'm we're, we're, we're going we're to keep the time on this. But it all has to do with the mercy of God. Yes. I'm going to have mercy on you for... <laughs> Uh, getting off topic slightly. So, our next section, we talked, we looked at some scriptures and some dangers to avoid. I think the number one danger is to ignore the mercy of God as mm-hmm. if I didn't need it. Right. That's, that's for you. That's not for me. Yeah. Um, and and that's, we do that by ignoring our own sin.
1: Right. And that's the world. I mean, that's... Right. that's actually, it's some people in the church. Oh, absolutely. It's probably a lot of people in the church.
0: I think the other danger to avoid is to presume on the mercy of God that we talked about those three different mm-hmm. types of mercy, to think that you know I can just live however I want to, and God's just going to have mercy on me, and it's going to be fine. I'm going to call back on that. Well, God's mercy for the unbeliever does end Yeah. Um, and so there there will be a point where you know what I'm, I'm going to embrace the gospel later. I'll do well you might not have that choice
1: right and if I mean there's two things that stop that. The, the mercy of God. Your, your personal death and the return of Jesus. Yeah. So whichever comes first, that's the stopping point of God's mercy. Extended to those who have not accepted him.
0: And this is not some, I, I When you understand what mercy is about, when you understand your own sin, there's no reason to put this off. Right. Why would you? Yeah. Why would you postpone the joy and happiness that could be found in a merciful God and bask in that. Why? Why wouldn't you want to embrace that when you understand everything at stake here? So, application. Um, I think we can turn this into a personal issue of who do you need to show mercy to? Mm. Uh, we don't need. We need to be reflections of God's love and God's grace and God's mercy. And I, I think of many times, you know, as a teacher or even as a parent. Mm. I got a kid who acts up, and boy, am I going to put them in their place. Mm -hmm. And I've got that sarcastic wit that I think I can tear somebody down with. Mm -hmm. When there are times where I've got to back up and say, you know what? I need to show mercy to that person. Well,
1: and often when I go down that kind of a path, I remember something from my past that somebody showed mercy to me for. And I'm like, okay, thank you, Lord, for showing, reminding me of that instance. Because... um, you know, without that, sometimes we we do stupid things. You know, we are to be merciful. Uh, Paul also, uh, you talked about sin. He said, you know, "Of course not. You don't continue to spend uh, sin, to, for right, to so continue to
0: sin for grace to abound." continue for grace to abound. But uh, but uh,
1: you know that also would apply to mercy abounding and yeah. Uh, the gospel's simple, but yet some of its parts aren't really easy to grasp or to do. Right. This part would be, you know, that that kind of statement is hard for a human being to do. Yeah. But we are human. And again, that that mercy extends. You know, I I get tired of hearing Christians say, I'm done with this earth. I'm done with the world. It's really bad. It's really bad. Well, it's no worse now than it ever has been. It's been under the, the curse for you know, since the fall right. we are to do the best we can uh, there's there's no call for an escape from this life, that would be delving into Gnosticism it's about trying to be Christ in the situation in which we find ourselves right. and a huge part of that is extending the mercy to others that he has extended yeah. to us
0: and remember that mercy is undeserved and that's what makes it difficult when I showed up. Because that person that just really ticked me off deserves what they've got coming. Mm-hmm. They, but that's not a Christian ethic. No. Now, we're not saying there's ne- as a parent, I do have to punish my children. As a teacher, I do, I do have to exert some classroom discipline. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a point where I say, though someone deserves this, I have to look at where can I show mercy? Yeah. Um, and that's difficult because, again, if if I have to extend mercy, it probably means I've been offended. And that means I've got to show some humility, The difference between come The
1: dis- difference between discipline and mercy, I think, is sort of summed up for us in Hebrews 12, when it talks about what parent doesn't. It's a matter of love yeah. to show discipline. That's the difference. Right. You know, mercy is extending god's mercy to someone who's offended you discipline on the other hand is if we don't do it we're allowing a a child or a student to go wherever they want to go and then there's a real problem because they will fall into a life of sin i think that's 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 a a really good
0: distinction because true discipline doesn't come out of anger Mm -hmm. true discipline even if i'm disciplining my child it can't just be because oh, you just ruined my plans. No, now I'm ticked off. Right. And I'm gonna. No, it's it's concern for that person. Right. That's that's a really good distinction. Huh.
1: You came up with a good point. Woohoo! <laughs> we better stop. Yeah, now. we better stop now
0: before <laughs> we're gonna end on the high note. So, recommended resources, Ray, or anything that any uh, resource, article, or book that you think of when you think about the mercy. I've got plenty.
1: Okay, you usually do, because right. you do more research for this stuff than I do.
0: Well, again, we're, we're, we're going through the book, The Attributes of God, by, by Pink, and it's got a section there on mercy. Um, but uh, also some other things, a uh, helpful article, Have Mercy on Me, Four Glimpses into the Heart of God by David, David Mathis. Uh, there's an article I read, I'll, I'll post that on there. Also, a little short book by John Piper, The Misery of Job and the Mercy of God. It's, it's a very short book, and it's a poem. Um, and it's something you can read in, in a sitting. It's, a, it's, a, it's just an interesting take. It, 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 it's, it's pleasure reading, not, not deep theology, but it's, it's a
1: helpful uh, picture of... Often deep theology is better done in pleasurable reading. Right, <laughs> right. Because people can understand it that way. All right,
0: well, uh, we're going to sign off here. Thank you for listening, and again, join us next week as we continue... These attributes of God. Uh, this week we, we finished mercy. Next week we'll be talking about the love of God. So join us then. Until then, don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Basic Bible Cast, and then uh, the website, www.basicbiblepodcast.org. Share us with your friends. So until next time, have a great rest of your week.